Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hello, this is the Hunnic Outcast, creator of Hunnic Outcast Podcast, a podcast of grab bag pop culture and non-pop culture events and you're listening to two dudes and the nes and if you want to listen to hunter Cowcast podcast i'm on facebook i'm partnered with the geekcast radio network twitter hunter outskirt or hunter feedback at gmail.com and guys there are two godzilla nintendo games and i occasionally do some kaiju reviews so you know just put it out there is all Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, do you know what job Mario had, you know, like, when he got laid off being a plumber for a little while? Uh, demolition. Yeah. Yeah. He was a member of the wrecking crew. Yeah. So apparently, like, in Mario, out of frustration for getting laid off being a plumber, he just took it out on a bunch of blocks. Mm-hmm. And some doors and yeah, barrels. Right, right. But you can't actually hit the barrels, or at least I didn't figure out how. No, right. no, you can't. You right. can't hit the barrels. You just make them fall down on top of people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or wrenches, make them fall down on top of monkey wrenches. Yeah, plumber pipe wrenches, purple yeah. pipe wrenches. Say All that right. ten times fast. Purple pipe wrenches. Yeah. Can you say it once? No. <laughs> there you go. And now it's Justin's historical tidbits and trivia, aka we just happened to find some extra stuff over at uh, Wikipedia, or you know, back then, remember kids when there were these things called bookstores, and you know they used to have these paperback books about the history of video games. So, all in all, it's good. All right. You want Uh, some history? I do. I do. Yeah. All right. So the history of this game has got some pretty famous uh, Nintendo people that uh, helped create this game. So 
What game do you think, other than the obvious Super Mario Brothers, do you think that we've talked about had the same research and design? What other game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it was a black box game. That we've talked about. That we've talked about. Yeah. Now, there's, they've, they've done a ton of games, but that we've talked about. Uh, Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt's one. And the other one would be Metroid. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so this is this is Nintendo's R&D 1 uh, that created this game. Founded in 1970. We talked about the history of R&D 1 pretty extensively in Metroid, where Mr. Miyamoto was involved in the early creation, but then it was kind of taken over by Yoshio Sakamoto. Mm-hmm. The uh, famous Yoshio Sakamoto, who was involved in creating, this is one of their early games, not their first game. The first game that uh, Sakamoto was in, involved in was a game called Balloon Fight, which I'm sure our listeners are just on the edge of their seat wondering when we're going to talk about that game. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, they did games like Metroid, Kid Icarus, Balloon Kid. Uh, Super Metroid and was involved in all the Wario games, which is an interesting concept because a lot of people credit Wario's first appearance in this game. Right? Right. Some people think it's Wario, yeah. Foreman yeah. Spike. Yeah. Well, you know, he looks like Mar- he looks like Mario and he's purple, so it's pretty... Mm. You know... Sp- I don't want to go off on a tangent too soon, but speaking of Mario in this game, is he shirtless? It looks like he just has no shirt and he's wearing red overalls and a hard hat. I think that's just how it goes, yeah. When uh, He looks a lot different than, you know, his, his, his Super Mario Brothers character, I have to say. Yeah. So... But this game released on uh, June 18th, 1985, so very timely that we did this game, right? So I this, guess. Yeah. Um, it's like almost, an anniversary or something? Almost 30 years. This will be the 29, 29 years after its creation. Um, and like I said, Yoshio Sakamoto was, uh, was very influential in this game's creation. And... The music to this game was also created by famous Nintendo composer Hirozaku Tanaka. Ah, uh, Tanaka. Tanaka did a lot of Nintendo games, including, like we talked about, uh, Duck Hunt, Metroid, and he was also involved in this game. So. And we've said it before, but he basically did all the black box games, and this mm-hmm. is black. This is a black box game. Right. Right. So. This game, was, so that's pretty much, you know, the, the history of this game. It's been re-released several times. Um, one of the trophies, the music actually has been used in several other games. One including Super Mario Brothers, um, Super Smash Brothers, I'm sorry. Super Smash Brothers Brawl, where you can hear the music to this game as, as well. So... Interesting crossover that they did there. Um, and 
you can also hear this music in another game, which I forgot what it was. Dance Dance Revolution. Dance Dance Mario Revolution. Mix. Yes, Dance Dance Revolution. Thank you. Thank you you're for, well, you're for well. helping you're me well. there. Um, and also in Super Smash Brothers Melee, the Eggplant Man reappears as a collectible trophy. Um, in the game Mobile Golf, Foreman Spike reappears. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's WarioWare Twisted as a micro game based off Wrecking Fury. And in Super Smash Brothers Brawl, the Golden Hammer and its theme are included in the game, like of already said. Right. There we go. Okay. Um, hey, what? real quick. This mm-hmm. just popped in my head. I know I'm going off on another tangent, but I just got an awesome idea for one of or, you know we done we've done one top five show or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got an awesome idea for another top five show we okay. should do soon. Top five jobs held by Mario. Okay. I like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Stay tuned, listeners. That one's going to come up soon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, in the game... Did you know there was a sequel to this game? Wrecking Crew 98? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play that? No, it was Japanese only. I don't... I yeah. never got a chance. Yeah. So, speaking of Japanese only, this, this game came out in, of course, Japan first. It was released in the arcade in 1984, then released in Japan, and then... Uh, later in that year came to North America and then released in Europe in 1987 been re-released for the Wii um, and it's also have you have, have you seen the box art for the Europe version yes it's very cartoony yeah all the black box games had the, this like a cartoony look to them mm-hmm. it's like they, they weren't worried European? about yeah that's what I said European yeah. right uh, That's what I meant, if I yeah, didn't say. Yeah, okay, yeah. Anyways, all the European boxes had, like, a cartoon look. You know, because the original, originally they designed these boxes to uh, show you exactly what the game looked like, because they didn't want to mm-hmm. fool anybody, right? Mm-hmm. That was the right. original plan. Well, I guess they just threw that plan out the window whenever they went to release them in, in the European market, because they just right. draw all these cartoon characters on there instead. Right. Which I yeah. kind of like. I think it's kind of cool, but yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool. Uh, I like the the old black box games uh, that show the actual game on the 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 cover box. The yeah. cover box. There you go. <laughs> the cover box. Yeah, I know what you uh-huh. mean. Uh-huh. I like the, I like the uniformity of them myself. That's why I like them. So did you know? Did you? Well, I guess that's pretty much it for the history. So we'll talk about gameplay later. I'm gonna start bringing up some gameplay things. But uh, did you have this game, or did you go on this magical journey? Now it's Michael's quest to find the cart. Yeah, he could go on eBay, but hey, kids, remember that store, Play and Trade? There's still one out there before it starts to go bankrupt and, uh, you know, every video game cartridge is just going to appear on eBay or a comic book convention and selling it thrice the price. Yeah. I went on a magical journey Mm -hmm. for this one. Uh Uh, In fact, this one is probably the one I searched the longest for. Because 
This game is one that was requested by us way back after our first episode. Some listener listened to our first episode and requested that we play this one. Well, we didn't set it up until I found the game. Well, I I decided, and this was back when I was trying to not use the internet for some reason. Yeah. So I went to every local game shop, everywhere, couldn't find it. And then I called up our buddy Nick DeMarco, Atari Man, and I said, hey, well, I didn't call him, I just Facebook messaged him. But anyways, mm-hmm. uh, I said, hey, I'm looking for Wrecking Crew, keep an eye out for it, because I know he, he goes around and shops for games. Mm-hmm. And then I waited to see if he found it and he for like a month, and he couldn't find it. So I gave up there, and then I finally just went on uh, eBay or Amazon and just bought it. Was it expensive? No, it was only like four dollars right shipped so it's not like they made no money on it no probably not it kills me i like especially you see that in books a lot if you go on amazon and you can buy a book for a penny mm-hmm. it's like three bucks to ship it but you know shipping probably does cost about three dollars shipping i know shipping on an on an nes game if you if you use the because i've shipped some to people like Mm-hmm. Prizes, for example, to our listeners. Right. The, I mean, if you ship it, the shipping's usually about two dollars, depending on where you ship it to. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to buy an envelope, which an envelope costs a padded envelope. You can go to get those at the dollar store for like fifty cents. Yeah. So you're looking at like two fifty, three dollars just to ship right. a game. So if somebody only charges you four dollars, they're making a dollar. They're making a dollar. Right. I don't see that as being a sound business plan. <laughs> No. Well, but nobody's going to pay more than that, so... That's true. What are you going to do? Yeah. I guess... I, my question would be, why wouldn't you just keep it? Unless you just... that's Maybe they're just that's their business, is selling games. It could just be their business, you know? Yeah, because... If I was going to try to sell my games to make some money... I would think it's not worth my time. To make a dollar on this game. To have to drive... You're forgetting the gas to drive to the post office. Right, right. You gotta drive to the post office, or you can, if you buy postage online, you can just stick it in your mailbox. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you have one of those. Um, uh, what well, you know, you you've got one of the way things. The scale. Yeah. yeah. Way things. You know the way things. Those yeah, those way things. Yeah. If you have yeah. a scale at your house, you can do that. Uh, it's stamps.com sells that. We're not sponsored by Stamps.com, but we could be. We could be. Actually, I've heard other podcasts be sponsored by Stamps.com. This is a good place. If we had the sponsorship, we could Mm -hmm. stick it right here. Right. Stamps.com. But until they sponsor us, I'm bleeping this out. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We'll contact them and say, we talked about you on our podcast. We're going to edit it out unless you guys want to sponsor us. Right. Okay. Let's talk about some gameplay. Please. Uh, let's play. Okay, now it's time for the game discussion. Discussing what this game is actually about and what was the purpose of it and if it's a bad game, what were they thinking and if it's a good game. Discuss it until the end of time. Why? It just rocks. Did you uh, Did you play this game a lot? Uh, I played it a lot this week, actually. And got really frustrated with it. it. I, you know, it's a frustrating game. It's you know, these puzzle games can be even like Tetris, can be extremely 
I consider this kind of like a puzzle game. I don't know about I think it's definitely a puzzle game. Yeah. Because you have to figure out what order to bust this stuff up. Otherwise, meet your demise by a purple walking wrench. Yep. So. What frustrated me probably the most is I could never... This is just me being stupid, by the way. This is not the game's fault. I could never wrap my head around walking through the level and coming out the other side. Because it looks like there's walls on each side. Pac-Man effect. Yeah, so I could never wrap my head around like if somebody was coming at me right i couldn't I, for some reason i never thought to just go through the wall like on the right side off the level and come out on the left side yeah so it wasn't until i could truly wrap my head around that move that i actually did well in the game because prior to that i was just i did terrible well you know the thing about this game is is my problem when it comes to video games is patience is not a great virtue of mine mm-hmm. and video games. And this is a game where, like, if you climb, you climb the ladder, you bust a couple of blocks, the wrenches are following you. Then you really need to hit a bomb, fall down, and make the wrenches come back down so you can go back up to, to the taller, to the, to the higher levels, right? Mm, yeah. But that was my strategy. Maybe somebody out there is saying, well, you're an idiot. That's not the way you should do that. But then you have to stand there at the bottom and wait for the guys to come down. And then, of course, the longer you wait, the more time you take on a level. Here comes the fireballs. Yeah. And, of course, Mario in this game, he's got this heavy hammer and he can't jump. So. It's makes... weird. Mario, you're Mario, but you can't jump, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm attributing that to... The fact that he's carrying a big demolition hammer. Yeah, a big sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, I also, something that kind of, I don't want to say frustrated me, but some another stupid me part mm-hmm. is uh, I, for some reason, for the first little bit that I was playing it, I didn't realize that you could hit a bomb and run away and it not knock you down. Yeah. Like, I thought the bombs just always knocked you down. So I just yeah. let it happen. And that's kind of what I thought too. And uh, you kill—I I never quite got this part. And maybe you can enlighten me. Here. So sometimes when you kill the, uh, the the pipe wrenches, they come back. Or sometimes if you kill them in particular spots, they become like a character. And then, but they just stand there. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, no. No. Maybe. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it just it, it was weird, and then I was like, "Well, maybe that's like a one up or something." But it does. It it wasn't. It wasn't one up. So. Well, I, I know you can trap them in barrels. I know you can trap them between, like walkways, if you get them on top of a barrel. Mm-hmm. I know you can send them through doors, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I got a manual though. If you want. Oh, let's read the manual. <laughs> uh, let's see here. There's nothing in this manual. Oh. I, I let here the characters. I'll read you the characters. Players: Mario and Luigi. Mm-hmm. Foreman: Spike. 
monsters. Yeah. Who's apparently got... drank a lot of energy drinks. Yeah. Why you say that? Because he's fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's just a fast character. Maybe. And then the monsters are Gotcha Wrench, Gotcha Wrench Jr., and Eggplant Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all the manual says. It does give you a really... It just, there's two pages on how to play. Oh, okay. But they don't want to leave it to chance. They want you right. to know how to do it before you get in there. So there... Did you ever get the gold hammer? Uh, no. I didn't find the gold hammer. Do you know how to... Okay, so how you get the gold hammer? And I didn't know this either. I just found this looking it up online. Uh, in phase six, there's five bombs, two on the bottom, two in the middle, and one on top. Hit the two bombs on the bottom, and then hit the middle left bomb. In a few seconds, a hammer will appear. Hit it to obtain it. You now have the gold hammer. The music will change, and you are able to hit enemies. Ooh. You will have the hammer until you die. Nice. Yeah, so that's, a, like that's that. a good secret. Yeah, so you can try that out, because it, that's... It's pretty helpful. Did you uh, do you ever spell Mario? No, I, I just saw that and I never I never figured that one out. Did you spell Mario to get the I one did. up? Yeah. So how, what's the order in which you have to do it? I or think I you just have to find you just have to find all the letters. Right. But you have to do it in a certain order, don't you, to get a one up? Hmm. No, I don't think so. I think as long as you find all the letters yeah. that spell Mario, then then you get a one up. Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. I played this game a little bit on the on the on the Nintendo, mm -hmm. and this may be blasphemous, but I played this. I, I got my feel for this game by playing NES Remix on the Wii U. Yeah, I That's mean, okay, because I mean it it lets you play little spurts throughout the entire game. So that I got, I got a little bit of every bit of the game. I didn't mm -hmm. s parts I couldn't make it past in the NES version, for instance. Right. So that's how I got my. That's how I got the majority of my feel for this game was playing NES Remix. But yeah. I did play it on the on the Nintendo, but I couldn't make it very far, to be honest. <laughs> it's not. It's a, it's a pretty hard game. Wrecking Crew in itself. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's. I don't want to call it hard. It's. I feel like once you, it's one of those games that if you play a lot, you can figure it out. Yeah, it's better. Yeah, it's definitely time-consuming to do. Just sit down and play like this. Early on this week, I was playing it, and it was like the first couple of levels were giving me trouble. And then like last night, I was playing it, and I got pretty far. And I got to level twenty, which I say is pretty far, but that's not really that far in the game. I just considered it really far because. Compared to what I was doing early in the week, which is like level one or two. Yeah. Um, well, level one's pretty easy. Let's be honest. Yeah. It's a gimme. It it's a gimme level. But uh, you get into like four, five, and six, and it was getting a little difficult for me, at least. So. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's. I don't want to call it a hard game because there are much harder games. I want to call it like a. Not tricky easy. Game. A tricky game. Yeah. And it's definitely a puzzle game. Mm -hmm. Speaking of definitely a puzzle game, did you try to design your own puzzles? No, I did not. Did you? Uh, 
I did. I tinkered with the design thing a little bit. This is one of those games, kind of like Excite Bike, though, where it didn't have a battery pack. Right. But it still technically said you had the option to save or load, but it just didn't do anything. You can right. Save or load. <laughs> right. I remember back when we were on Retro Thought Pod, I remember talking about being able to design your own course and having the option to save or load and it not working on Excite Bike mm-hmm. and everybody making fun of me. But right. this is another game, and it says it right here. Save load, and you can't do it. And right. it's the same thing. When we talk about Excite Bike, I'm going to bring that up again because I was right. Who said you were wrong? Did I say you were wrong? Everybody did, Probably. including you, including you. Okay. Yeah. Probably a lot Check. of our listeners are like, what's Retro Thought Bot? Yeah. Check the tape. Okay. Um, I will say this. It's like a tease for the save. Like you want to, see, you know, it's like they're, you know, the commercial with the the fisherman. It's like an insurance commercial with the fisherman. He has a dollar. He's like, oh, you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like, oh, you think you're gonna save? You think you're gonna save? You're not gonna save. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so how about uh, some secret weapons according to the manual? All right, let's do it. Okay, dynamite several walls in a row. You can do that. Of course, these are things you probably may have figured out anyways. Mm-hmm. There's the Whopper Punch. A the sizzling, Whopper Punch? A sizzling punch to attack Foreman Spike or whatever enemy may be on the other side of the wall. Mm, how do you do that one? I guess sometimes they go behind the wall. Have you ever noticed yeah. an enemy doing oh, yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. So so hit them, hit them when you hit them, hit the wall when they're behind it. It's the Whopper Punch. Ah, okay. So you had to hit like a block. You can't just hey, swing. Hey, you know, these are kind of like a chi- or, uh, trophies, retrofitted trophies. You can make they each are. one of these trophies. Mm-hmm. There's also the dynamite escape, okay. which is is a uh, hit a dynamite and drop down when you're in between an enemy sandwich. Ooh, I like There's, that. I never really thought about that. I hated the en- I hate the enemy sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. You can dynamite and drop down out of that enemy sandwich. Unless you're on the bottom level. Yeah, unless you're on the bottom. Then you're just screwed. And There's that's what a... happened to me a lot of times is I'd get in between a pipe wrench and a fireball. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the monster chase using the hammer to open the door and herd the monsters inside. <laughs> yeah, right. There's also the dynamite door, which is dynamite the open door. Mm-hmm. Man, I should—I really should have saved these for uh, for the trophies, shouldn't I? That would have been cheating. These just sound like trophies. Anyways, That's cheating. There's a drum walking, which is you can walk over the drums. Yeah, this times these are these are retrofitted trophies. These are retrofitted trophies. They're Don't better worry, than got, the ones I got. Yeah, they're better than the ones I got too. I've got a couple, but these are better. Mm-hmm. All okay. right. Is that I'm it? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, there's a few more. I'm not gonna read anymore because I feel like they're ruining our retrofitted trophies. You gonna read them during the retrofitted trophies? <laughs> I may steal the last couple. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. I won't. I won't. If you're interested in cheating in this game, which we do not endorse, we don't endorse any cheating of any kind. But if you just wanted to say, uh, I'd like to know what the power up solution is i'd like to know how to get the one up solution uh game 
FAQs.com has a pretty good segment that tells you exactly how to beat each level. And it tells you how to beat each, get each one up. Which bricks to hit and what order. So, eh. You don't want to mm. cheat. Don't cheat, folks. The dudes do not you're endorse only cheating, cheating. You're only cheating yourself and cheating games. The only cheating that the dudes endorse is Game Genie when we talk about it. Game on Genie. On this show. Would you consider warps cheating? No, because you have to okay. find those. You right, have to find exactly. Those. Okay, they're parts we of do the not endorse looking up where warps are. Exactly. You can't look it up. If you want to go, okay. If you want to go old school and ask mm -hmm. your friends at school, yeah, then that's okay. That's kind of cheating, but because it's it's such a retro thing to do, we're okay with it. If you want to go back to elementary school and ask some five year old where the warps are in Super Mario, be our guest. Yeah, you might get put in jail, depending on how old you are. Yeah, but, uh, probably not a good idea. Well, we don't endorse that either. Yeah, okay, we don't endorse that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we don't endorse anything apparently. So just right. don't cheat. Mm -hmm. All right. I guess we can uh, we can move on from the gameplay. I don't know. Yeah. What was your I favorite? Really kind of, I really kind of feel like we didn't do this game justice. It's a it's a good game. It's really really good. Who was your uh, who was your most frustrating bad guy? Probably just the gotcha wrench because the multiple yeah. of those appear at one time. You know, those guys really aggravate. Because you can get it's it's the what killed me the most was getting sandwiched. Mm -hmm. So without the gotcha wrenches, I really wouldn't have gotten sandwiched. I don't think. Right. Well, the fire and then the fireballs were just. A the fireballs were they were annoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were annoying. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, like I was talking about earlier, where you're standing there waiting for the pipe wrenches to come down, where you got your wrenches, so that you can go back up, and then here comes a fireball. Just to ruin your day. Yep. I gotta think, though, if you're a demolition guy on a uh, construction site, you don't have to worry too much about fireballs. Maybe you do, I don't know. Well, it depends. Depends on, you know, what if some guy hits a gas pipe or something? Mm-hmm. He demos... Foreman some, Spike? Yeah, well, that's what Foreman Spike's over there doing. He's like, I'm just demoing everything. I don't care if this is a, <laughs> if this is a gas pipe that sparks and blows up. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm demoing it. Right. It's awesome. Demoing's my job, and that's what I'm going to do. That's right. I like that you gave him that country voice. Okay, um, that's the only voice I know. I'm, I'm from Tennessee. <laughs> Give me a break. Exactly. exactly. <clears throat> All right. Do you think of any retrofitted trophies? Retrofitting trophies. Hmm. You know, that wouldn't be a bad idea to have, you know, 8-bit or 16-bit trophies, you know, since 8-bit and 16 Game consoles are kind of making a retro comeback. I, I, I can see that. Okay. Not bad. Not bad at all. I did think of some retrofitted trophies. Did you think of any retrofitted trophies? I did. 
All right. You want to take turns? Sure. Go ahead. All right. My first one is uh, stick to plumbing. <laughs> and that is cover yourself in a drum, with a drum. Like uh-huh. demo the wall and the drum falls on top of your head. Nice. I like that. My first trophy is the JT Award. No, not the J- the Cody Award. Sorry, <laughs> JT. The, the Cody are you, Award. Are you going? Are you you're going step by step? On going this. step by step. Okay, Cody's Cody's job was he was he was a demolition man on construction sites. Uh huh. And so this this trophy is to actually get through all hundred phases. So. The Cody Award. The Cody Award, right? Cody would be impressed. Yeah. The Code Man. If you said. Yeah, the Code Man. Code Man. Mm hmm. Uh huh. All right, my next one is. uh, It's a me, Luigi. (laughs) And that is beat the game with Luigi. Because Mm -hmm. Luigi's in this game, for anybody who didn't know. Yeah. Well, you gotta play as the player, too. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, you do. You would have to play as player too, but that's part of the that's part of the trick. It's a tricky trophy to get. You know, you mm-hmm. just got to play and beat it as Luigi. Speaking of tricky trophies, I, I just want to go off on one more tangent. I promise is the last one. I played this game called the Stanley Parable. I don't know if anybody else out there has played it. It's on PC, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a funny game because there's just one trophy or achievement or whatever Steam achievement that you get in the game. Mm-hmm. It's a game about, it's a game, it's kind of like a parody about games, or like a, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's a game about games, kind of, mm-hmm. about game design, where all you do is these things, and you try to go against the ga- way the game tried to design for, tried to, to design it for you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it, it's hard to explain what the game is. I just want to say that there's a funny trophy in that game, where if you read the achievements, it's and try to get the achievement. It says click on this door five times or something. And when you go to click on the door five times, the uh, the voiceover in the game, the narrator says, "Well, that's too easy." And then he makes you do like a ton of other stuff to get the get the, <laughs> get the achievements. I thought that's funny, and that kind of reminds me of having to play as player two to get achievement. Yeah, like the only way you would know to get that achievement is to one play two player, mm-hmm, right, or two read that the achievement says to beat the game as Luigi and then beat the game as Luigi, which is kind of cheating, really, right? Yeah. Oh, man. The, the, whole, the whole point of achievements and trophies, to me, is to just kind of get them naturally as you're playing the game. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. I did something to get this. I know some people are like uh, achievement hunters or trophy mm, hunters. Right. They just spend their time trying to get all the trophies in the game. But for me, I just like to get them naturally. Just kind of like, oh, yeah. Because then I can look back at the, my list of trophies and say, okay, those are things I did. Mm-hmm. You know, this, right. this is it'll remind me of my playthrough of the game because I have this list of trophies that I did these certain things. Anyways, this episode was going to be too short, so I thought I'd go off on another... Uh, <laughs> nice, nice long tangent. I mean, we're only at thir- like thirty minutes right now, so. Huh. All right. You got another trophy? Yes. I've got the golden hammer. You have to sing it. <laughs> okay. But that is getting the golden hammer in phase six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You sing it in the in the style of Willy Wonka. Exactly. Right. Uh, right. 
Okay. Okay. That's... Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. My next one is. Uh... I don't really have another one. I can think of another one if you want me to. Uh-huh. That's, that's that's some of the embarrassing parts of this show is when I try to think of one more and I can't think of one, but I don't have another one. <laughs> well, I can read some from the manual. Okay, okay. This one's called In a Fix. Yeah. And that's when you drop a barrel and then walk down on top of it and get stuck between two platforms while standing on the barrel. Oh. All right, and then we got one called Boxed In. That's when you drop a barrel on each side of you and can't get out. And then you just have to reset. Yeah, then you just have to reset the game. Mm-hmm. Which is frustrating, because this game I like because it has continues. So if you just die five times, you lose all your lives. It doesn't matter, you just start back on that level. Does this game have a timer that runs out? I you don't think so. just wait on the timer if it does. I never got... I never ran out of time. Hmm. Anyway. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I, got a, I got an idea for a trophy. One more. But I can't think of the name, so I'm going to ask you to think of the name. Okay. It's because this happened to me when I was a kid with with Excite Bike and with this game. Is click save the game and not and it just not save it. Uh, I was thinking something like floppy disk because those probably don't. If you ever saved on a floppy disk, if you tried to re tried to use it now, it's probably gone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I I don't know. Okay, good trophy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good trophy. I don't know because the game doesn't remember its site. I don't know. You guys, the game what? Al- Alzheimer's. Yeah, the Alzheimer's effect from this game. Right. Awesome. Okay. We're really outdoing ourselves on this episode. Yeah. You can tell we thought long and hard. Tom Arnold would be impressed on our improv jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just wait till we get to the rating, because that's always improv. So tell me about one thing that's a, What about uh, Eric Purcell said something about he was going to go possibly see Tom Arnold? Uh, he says that. He says apparently Tom Arnold is coming to a comedy club in his town. Mm-hmm. So he said, should I go see him? I say go see him. He's pretty funny. Yeah. And while you're there, I say get him to uh, get him to say something about the two dudes on, and record it if he'll do it. I don't know if he does like signings and stuff after the show or anything. Yeah. It'd be awesome if he did. Holy hell. Oh, yeah. I would give I would give Eric Purcell instant dudeship if he could pull that off. If anybody could pull that off. If anybody could pull that off, yeah, mm-hmm. you get instant dudeship. And in fact, right. we'll let you come on the show for that. You can premiere the Tom Arnold announcement on the show, mm-hmm. right? If you can, if you can get Tom Arnold to say something along the lines of "This is Tom Arnold, and you're listening to Two Dudes in a Nest" or something, mm-hmm. then uh, you can come on the show and premiere that. And, be, be awesome. and become an honorary dude instantly. Right. It'd be great. Just saying. It'd be great. Yeah. Was, that, was that Irish? Full Irish. Full Irish. Yeah. Don't don't ever do that again. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> okay. How about a rating? How about a rating? All right. Ah, 
game ratings, my favorite. Uh, usually 0 being the lowest, 5 being the highest, or 0 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, or this game sucks raw eggs. I wouldn't use the manual that the game came with and use it to pick up my dog's feces with or lay it under the birdcage or just pretend this game never even existed. But I wouldn't say such things. Just, you know, put it out there. Uh, you got any ideas for writing? Okay, I got an idea. Construction okay. equipment. That's what I was about to say! God, we're on the same page, ESPN, dude. ESPN. I, I feel like that's a tired joke. Can we retire that joke? Hey, I was ready to get. I was ready to put that one in the dumpster, man. You're the one that brought it out. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like everybody's like that. That joke. It's not even funny anymore. It never was. It really wasn't. <laughs> well, maybe like the first time ever in like 19. When did the ESPN start? It's like I think sometime in the 80s. And, uh, I think probably when it first came out, somebody made that joke somewhere and somebody laughed really hard about it. That's the only time it's ever been funny. (laughs) It was not funny in that Mean Girls movie. Was it in Mean Girls? It was in Mean Girls. For some reason I thought it was in Clueless. It may have been in Clueless too. It's been a long time. There was a Clueless too? I think there was a Clueless too, but that's not what I was meaning. I was meaning (laughs) T-O-O, not T-W-O. Oh, okay. But um, it may have been. I, I know it was in Mean Girls because the stupid girl said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's. The two dudes are officially retiring that joke, not just for this show, but for everyone. You cannot make that joke anymore. You are welcome. Yes. Right. Officially put to bed. It's buried. Dead and gone. Okay. So. so. A construction equipment for this game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, the obvious choice, which I'm not going to say because you might use it, would be something... I'm going to say... A... I'm actually going to go with a circular saw. Okay, circular saw. And the reason I'm going with circular saw is... It can destroy things like in this game you're destroying things but you have to be pretty skilled to use a circular saw it's not just something you can just willy-nilly use you know yeah. like a hammer like you can, right. anybody can use a hammer and an L. or hopefully anybody can use a hammer and an L. but um you know you have to have some pretty good skill in this game you have to have some skill and practice it takes some practice to get good at this game Okay. Well, I was going to say, you know, with a circular saw, once you get good at using one, you probably don't destroy things all that much anymore. Mm-hmm. You probably destroy things back when you're first trying to use it. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyways, good, 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 good rating. You know, I would say, I would go with like an obvious, like a sledgehammer or, or a wrecking right. ball, but that's too obvious. I'm going to go with a forklift. Sweet. Because for some of the same reasons that you you have, I mean, uh-huh. you gotta you gotta be skilled. Once you're skilled at a forklift, you can do anything, right? You know, right. But until you're skilled, it's really just kind of drive around in circles, you know. I uh, you know I used to work at as you know 
a farmer's co-op. One of my favorite things to do is to drive a forklift. I still get to drive a forklift every now and then where I work. I'm jealous. I'm not very good at it though, so they don't they don't let me drive it much. Yeah, I'm, to... I'm usually at the last resort. I busted a lot of bags of feed. Busted a lot of bags of feed. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to pay for those? No, we rebagged them. Oh, <laughs> great! Well, All no... the farmers out there know the secret now. No, what you do is if if a bag gets busted, you put it in the back. So it, it's probably not going to weigh 50 pounds at that much. So all bags weigh 50 pounds. You put it in the back and you wait for another, another bag. Another bag. Right. And then you kind of combine them to make a 50 pound and you re-sew it up and then you put it back out. I feel like I may have just outed the farmer's co-op a little bit. You, you may have what? I may have just outed the farmer's co-op. Oh, a outed bit. them? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Sorry, do they, guys. Do they not also have... They also have feed bins, right? Where you just got, like, bins of feed outside that people can just scoop their own. Maybe that's something they... No. Maybe I'm thinking something. Unless it's, that's a new thing they're doing. Maybe. Because I haven't worked there in a long time. But... Perhaps. I, I was just thinking maybe they could just take it... Take the busted bag and go dump it in the bin. Like the scrap bin. Well, a lot of those bulk feeds, like that you're talking about, which they did have bulk feed where you could buy just bulk feed. Uh-huh. Bam. Um, that's only a certain type. I see, I'm clue. I've never worked at a co-op. The bags feeds. And I've never had animals that needed feed to at a farm. Mm-hmm. So I've only done like you gardens know, and stuff like that. Interestingly enough. Horse, some of the horse feed does not taste that bad. I bet it's kind of sweet. It is really sweet. Sweet feed. Mm. I love saying sweet feed. Sweet feed. Hey, <laughs> you know that's what some people that's what some people say about our uh, RSS feed. It's a sweet feed. It's a sweet feed. I wish you know, like there was like you could go to a restaurant and people could eat sweet feed. Like, what what would you like this evening? Some sweet feed. No, it's it'd probably be more like an appetizer. He'd be like, uh, "Can I start you off with some sweet feed <laughs> <laughs> or dessert? Did you guys save some room for some sweet feed?" <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, man. oh yeah. Where were we? What were we talking we on, about? I think we're on feedback, right? Yeah, feedback. And now, my favorite segment. Listener feedback, because if it weren't for listeners like you, we wouldn't have an audience. So, I'll give my feedback. I think this show rocks, and thank you for bringing up nostalgia at its best, and I can't wait to hear what the rest of the fans have to say. Okay, feedback. We got two Sweet iTunes feedback. Rooms. Sweet feedback. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you do the iTunes, and then I'll do the Facebook. Okay. All right, we have two new five-star ratings. The first one is from Fergio Jeezen, which I think is Ferg from the Atari 2600 podcast. Mm-hmm. He says, I missed a lot of the NES, pronounced N-E-S. So there. <laughs> 
<laughs> games. Now I finally get to hear all about them in this podcast. The two dudes are informative and funny and make me want to try out these games if I haven't already. Keep it up, dudes. Well, thank you. So, so he's trying to change the name of our show. Mm-hmm. But he does say, he, he spells it E-N-E-E-E-S-S. So it's N-E-S. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, thank you for the five-star, Ferg. We appreciate it. If that uh, is other, you. I'm pretty sure it is. The next one is, uh, maybe there's another Ferg out there. Hey, it's funny, I haven't said this yet. I haven't told, I haven't told, uh, Ferg this yet, but I have a guy at work whose name is Robert Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And that is also Ferg's name. Mm-hmm. And he's like a, the guy who works with me, he's about, he's probably like 67 years old. And he's tall and skinny and, and every time, uh, I, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know much about what Ferg looks like himself. So I don't know. But every time I think of the Atari 2600, I see this guy that I work with all the time. That's yeah. funny. Awesome. Anyways, so maybe Ferg will listen to the show and he'll hear that and he'll tell me. He, he may say, hey, that's me, actually. I work with you. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I've been working with you for years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Nice. The, the next one is from uh, The Real This Guy, mm. which I wonder if this is this guy that we always get feedback from on uh, the forums. This guy? Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is this guy. It is the real this guy. Yeah, so maybe it's not this guy. Maybe it's the real this guy. This guy's calling out the other this guy. Yeah. That is a confusing string of words that I just <laughs> spit out. Yes. Anyways, he says, I've been listening since episode one, and I really enjoy the fact that the two guys are bros that shoot the breeze and have fun while they talk about games. Podcasts that flow like this are hard to find, and they make you feel like you're just talking games with your friends, wherever they may be. Highly recommended to anyone who loves the NES. I'd really like to see them review Bonk's Adventure. Good luck finding that card. Uh, it's fun, and it's fun when they do horrible games. So a highlight podcast would be hilarious. Yeah, I think it's funny when we do horrible games too. Yeah, horrible games are fun. And it's nice that They're he commented fun, but... about about us being bros because we have known each other for like twenty years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we are we are pretty much bros. Yeah. That's all for the iTunes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's some Facebook feedback. Jeremy Fain. He puts up, uh, "Hey guys, I remember getting this game as a Hanukkah present. Put on your Hanukkah." Okay. Don't make fun of him. I'm not making fun of him. It was just, it reminded me of the Hanukkah song. Is that a, uh, that's I not a slight that, toward Hanukkah, is it? No. But he's, he's telling us about a Hanukkah experience and you go off on an Adam Sandler song. Okay, sorry. Sorry, Jeremy Fain, if that offended you, but I, I it just made me think of the song. Between hey, this, this, I, in retribution, I'm going to shout out his podcast because he's okay. on a podcast. His podcast is the Hunnic Outcast Podcast, H-U-N-N-I-C Outcast Podcast, hmm. and okay. he does uh, he does good stuff. Go listen to him. All right, there you go. There you go. All right, I'm gonna start over. Okay, 
Hey guys, I remember getting this game as a Hanukkah present. Between this game and Excite Bike, I was hooked. I love the build your own levels. I must have spent hours creating. It's a shame there was no fills sharing back then. Um, hmm, okay. I think he means file sharing. That's what, yeah, which, I was about to say. Which I was, I meant to mention this when we were talking about discussion. The discussion part, that mm-hmm. would be awesome if they had. If there was like if they re-released this game mm-hmm. and or like remade it for the Wii U because it's got the online, you know, and you could share your levels with each other, that would be awesome. Yeah, this is how big of a square I am. So I kind of thought, I, I bet he means file, but what if there's something called fills that I don't know about, and then I'm gonna be look like a fool for <laughs> saying that. Anyway. Now I look okay. like an even bigger fool. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, I bought Wrecking Crew 98 at a convention. Since it's a Japanese, it's a tad complicated. I think it was more Tetris elements to it. Still underrated masterpieces. Wrecking Crew and 98. Uh, I'd like to play Wrecking Crew 98 sometime. Yeah, I would too. What happened? Aaron Hickman said, What happened to Foreman Spike? He had so much potential. Well, perhaps he came back. Maybe he turned into Wario. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and then uh, Frankie Vitorello, Vitorello, he he commented on that, said he's hanging out with Stanley Bugman and Mock Rider, reminiscing about the good old days. <laughs> Other characters who have never made a return. Right. And Aaron Hickman said they'd be perfect for Smash Brothers. I mean, they have a mallet and bug spray. And then Aaron Hickman made a, uh, a cartoony character of Stanley Bugman for it's, Super Smash he's Brothers. A, he's a trophy in Super Smash Brothers, yeah. is what Aaron's got there. He's okay. a picture of the trophy okay. from Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if Frankie had said he's either shown up as trophies, but yeah. If I had read that, I would have figured that out. But that's cool. I mean, you, you're kind of making it a thing where you just don't read all the uh, feedback and you just go all willy nilly. So. <laughs> I'm just going to uh, just chaotic here. Um, Philip Vaughn said, "As a note, I don't plan to be in this building when you are when you two are near it." What's that supposed to mean? I know. Jeez, we're two. We're good guys. We wouldn't. Well, we probably would tear the building down. It would be hilarious, probably, to let us try to demo a building. <laughs> Maybe if we would have thought, we would have done that as part of the uh, yeah. Speaking of really prep, prep to the podcast, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Jay Jorgensen said, "Mario and his hammers. Where's his wrenches and pipe? Worst plumber ever." Aw, Mario. It's so. kind of true. It's kind of true. Yeah. Who said that one? Jay Jorgensen. Jay Jorgensen. Said, uh, I thought we had some feedback from uh, Jeff Eupel. Did we not? I'm looking. Oh, we Where didn't even mention, we didn't even mention um, Wreck-It Ralph for this game, which is kind oh, of yeah. almost a play on this game, except oh, it's yeah, extremely different. Because yeah, the, well. the main character playing at in the game... Wreck it, Ralph is fixing everything that Ralph wrecks, which is yeah. kind of the opposite of Wrecking Crew. 
Aaron Higman also said, was I the only one who secretly uh, thought the purple guy in this game was Wario? I remember getting this game sometime in the late 90s and knowing nothing about it. Okay. okay. Um, Russell Lyman said, I never got to play this one. I'm hitting up the Too Many Games convention this weekend in Pennsylvania, so I'll look for a copy and see if I can try it out. All right. Hope you got it. Hope you're not disappointed. I don't think you would be. No. There's no reason to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And Eric Purcell said, I figured Cutting Crew and Wrecking Crew were close enough, and I I just died in your arms tonight. <laughs> Nice. Nice. I didn't see anything from Jeff Eupel. Maybe I'm oh, just... Oh, man. Okay. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe Jeff's just letting us down. Where are you at, Jeff? Oh, yeah. Ooh, I like the 8-bit designs, he said, on the European version of Wrecking Crew. Oh, okay. This All right. That. Uh, we got a phone call. Sweet. You want to try to hear this phone call again? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, be very quiet while I try to figure this out. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, we do want you to uh, give us some announcements, please. Michelangelo voice would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So send those our way. Speaking of Michelangelo voice, I did see the preview for that new Ninja Turtles movie. Have uh-huh. you seen it? I have. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm actually a little excited for it. I'm a little worried still, obviously. But... Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, it looks I mean, pretty it's, intense. It's, it's not going to be what we want it to be. Let's just face that fact and then enjoy the movie. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Right. I mean, nothing is going to be that original Ninja Turtles 1 mm-hmm. or live two. action movie or 2. Nothing's going to be that right. Movie. So, just... Enjoy it. See, I'm looking back. I remember, I think you and I went to go see it. The the one in 2007, the CG one. Mm-hmm, right. And I remember going and seeing it and being disappointed. Mm-hmm. But, I, the, but going, looking back, and I've watched it since then, it's not it's not bad. It's a really good movie, really. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, I just, I always want to compare them to the original movie, mm-hmm. and I just don't need to do that. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to try my hardest not to compare this one that's coming out to any other movie. Just watch it. Shredder looks really cool. Yeah. He's really scary looking. Yeah. All right. All right. So 
Wrecking Crew. <laughs> not uh, not movie re- uh, reviews, but Wrecking Crew. Good game. Try it out. Yeah, I say try it out. It's not expensive. Go get it. You uh, may have to hunt for it. I had to hunt for it. So you may have to just go to the internet. I don't know, but go interweb. Yeah. So I recommend it. I think it's it's if you it's one of those games. It's it's unique and it kind of belongs in your collection if you're. If you're a collector of NES games, mm-hmm. I think it belongs in any collection, mostly because it's unique. It's one of the original black box games that came out. It's just something. It's something you need to have in your collection, and plus, it's not expensive. So, right. It's not like you're just skip the cheeseburger for a day and go get this game because that's basically it's just the cost of a cheeseburger, right? Right. Right. A nice cheeseburger. You get like a regular cheeseburger. Yeah, get a dollar cheeseburger. Dollar. Yeah, get a dollar cheeseburger instead of the the big deluxe McDouble or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can afford this game. All right, so you can All check right. us out on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're on like every social media outlet out there, most of which I don't even know because I never heard of them. Uh, but Michael has put us on everything. MySpace, mm-hmm. that's still a thing. Uh, Jester Timberlake would like it if you'd go over there and, and friend us on that. And of course, NESDudes.com, our website, where you can find little tidbits about each show, listen to every show from episode one, and, uh, follow us on every media outlet there. So. Mm-hmm. All right. And check out the Retro Junkies Network. Mm hmm. They're about to release a a, a new project come Tuesday, so yeah, I think it's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday, so be on the lookout for that. That should be cool. Sweet. All right, here comes the noises and such. Next week. See everybody. Goodbye.